0: Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. My name is Rachel Whitehouse, and in May, I will graduate with my Bachelor's of Arts in Interdisciplinary Studies with a minor in Justice Systems. A few things to note about me before we get started. If this were a visual medium, I would show you a picture of my family and explain the complexities of our very old and blended family. However, that is not the case and the White House family is far too chaotic to describe with mere words. Imagine a few redheads and lots of middle-aged folks along with the most adorable baby in the whole world. I got accepted and transferred to Truman a week before classes started in the fall of 2018 and my life has continued to be as reckless since then. I'm a textbook Enneagram 7Wing8. I really, really like creating and filling out Google Forms, uh, so much so that I send out an email blog every week with a Google response form attached. A shameless plug, if you would like to subscribe, the link is in my Instagram bio. 100% of participants who enjoy it say that it is the best. Lastly, and most importantly, I'm not an expert on anything at all. Everything I'm going to say is opinion based off of my own lived experiences. Majoring in interdisciplinary studies is a fancy way of saying that I created my own major, and boy, was it a lot of arduous work. In preparation for this podcast, I reread my major proposal, and I'm going to just read the description I wrote then because I sounded very smart. The aim of community development is to create social improvements that will enhance the quality of life with emphasis on low-income and underprivileged families. The student will engage in coursework that examines human behavior and the human condition and connect that information with the economic world. These types of issues are often rooted in complex structured inequalities that require a variety of disciplines to unravel. The human condition itself is transdisciplinary and therefore any remedy cannot be explored through one discipline. It is important to explore a variety of perspectives when attempting to solve existing societal problems because there are no simple solutions or explanations. In other words, I want to help people. Um, A brief note, if you're interested in the nitty gritty details of being an IDS major or about my major specifically, let's chat. Truman's interdisciplinary studies program is the best thing about this school. Before I came here, I went to a small private Christian school now called Dort University. I remember a lot of my peers really struggling to figure out God's plan for their lives. And what a ridiculous thing for some 18-year-olds to try and figure out. God has many, many plans for each person's life, and what sense does it make to figure them out decades before they are to happen? However, I too fell captive to the idea that I could somehow make a decision that would drastically alter the perfect and precise plan God had for me. If you are in this world of wondering what to do next, please know that you are dust, and to dust you will return. Dear friends, no matter how hard you try, you are incapable of messing up God's plan because you are dust and God is God. Admits my vocation searching, I stumbled across 1 John five seventeen through 18. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or in talk, but in deed and in truth. I was so captivated by the idea of loving people in need with every action, decision, thought that I made. I knew that for me to truly live this verse out, I needed to make loving people with my actions into a career. When I first paid attention to this verse, I was trying to figure out if God wanted me to major in elementary education or community development. With both degrees, I knew I wanted to help make other people's lives easier, but I could not figure out which one was the right option. The summer after my eighth grade year, I went with my church on a missions trip to the Rosebud Indian Reservation in South Dakota. On my first trip, I fell in love with the kids there and their relentless joy for all things under the sun. When we first pulled up into the community we were going to, called Uppercut Meat, I looked out my window and saw kids running out of their homes to meet us down the road at the community center. The whole week was spent playing games, making silly crafts, telling Bible stories, and just hanging out. My favorite part of each day was the end when we would go with the kids to the playground and we would just sit and laugh about which animal would win in a fight, a shark or an alligator. Or we would make up stories of princesses ruling the playground and fighting off the big bad monster, who was usually my brother. Getting to live life in this way with these kids is one of the most fulfilling things I've ever gotten to experience. After that week, I knew that my time there meant something, but I didn't know exactly what I've continued to go to Rosebud every summer, visiting the same community and seeing the kids grow up year after year. Because I've been able to build and foster relationships with the people in the community of Uppercut Meat, they have shared deep stories of pain from their lives with me. Witnessing and hearing of the brokenness on the reservation and the lack of response from our government, and quite frankly, the Capital C Church, sparked a passion for making other people feel safe in this world that has continued to burn. And I believe that is what we, Christians, are to make a career out of. Scorching the earth's frozen ground with the things that set our soul on fire. God has given me a passion for seeking justice for the vulnerable and the oppressed. God has given you a passion for something. History, making people laugh, watching the sunrise, or even chemistry. There is so much earth to be scorched and not enough time for you to figure out if how your scorching is actually burning in the direction God wants it to. God is a pyromaniac. God wants the world to burn, or if you prefer something less aggressive, Frederick Buechner said, the place God calls you to is a place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Chasing the place where the world hungers for your deep gladness is not simple. It is quite frankly exhausting to watch and study the way God's children have and are suffering. When I learn about the 44% of college students who are without food, or how the suicide rates among Native Americans are three times the national average, or how there are 13,000 kids in Missouri's foster care system, I am overwhelmed with crippling defeat. I am but one Midwestern college student. It would be ridiculous for me, for us, to always be chasing and sprinting towards our passions. Psalm 23 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. God does not expect us to run 100 miles per hour towards our passions. God sees you, cares about you, loves you. In a previous podcast episode, Elise Ellis said, When God made you, God also liked you. And this still rings true. You will not be able to set the world on fire if you burn yourself out in your early 20s. Dear friend, it is okay if all you can do right now is slowly meander in the right direction. The moment I knew that South Dakota would be something special in my life was the first time we left. At the end of a long week of face paint, kites, bubbles, and thousands of piggyback rides, I was walking a few kids back home. I was with two friends and they were both crying because we were heading back to Iowa the next day. White houses don't cry, so there I was, awkwardly walking with a child on my back while the people next to me were sobbing. I walked to the door of the child's house and took her off my back. She gave me a big hug and asked why my friends were crying, and I told her that we were leaving tomorrow. Then, this beautiful five-year-old girl with chalk on her face and bubbles in her hair said to me, Oh, but you'll be back forever. And then we left. And as soon as we returned back to Iowa, I knew that she was right. I could feel my soul aching to go back to South Dakota, but I knew that eighth grade me would not be able to even begin to repair the brokenness on the reservation. Since then, my pursuit of passion to help the vulnerable has not always meant being the hands and feet that are in the trenches with the oppressed. Sometimes the act of scorching the earth means stopping and going to get firewood, finding matches, or roasting marshmallows. Obviously, I chose to major in community development, but not because I heard God's voice in the clouds clearly speaking to me saying that is what I should do. Rather, I decided I wanted to, and so I did. Too often, Christians stand in the hallway and beg for God to give them guidance. But I believe that sometimes God opens many doors and says, pick one. If you have found your passion, fearlessly pursue it so we can set this world on fire. But, dear friend, when you are setting the world ablaze with a passion that God has given you, do not forget to stop and roast a marshmallow. Um, To end, I want to read a poem by Rumi. Keep walking, though there's no place to get to. Don't try to see through the distances. That's not for human beings. Move within, but don't move the way fear makes you move. Today, like every other day, we wake up empty and frightened. Don't open the door to the study and begin reading. Take down a musical instrument. Let the beauty we love be what we do. There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. That's all she wrote.